Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. out of the Passion Translation. You can follow along on your Bible or it's going to be up on the screen. This is what it says. It says, the same day after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. Leaving the crowd behind, the disciples got in the boat in which Jesus was already sitting and he took him with them. Other boats sailed with them and suddenly as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious storm arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was nearly swamped. But Jesus, Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. You know, Jesus was passed out in the middle of a storm. He's taking a nap. It says that they shook him awake saying, teacher, don't you even care that we're all a to die don't you care we're all about to die fully awake he rebuked the storm and he shouted to the sea hush be still all at once the wind stopped howling water became perfectly calm then he turned to his disciples and said to them why are you so afraid why are you so afraid haven't you learned to trust yet But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe and said to one another, Who is this man who has such authority that even the wind and the waves obey him? I love this story. I think it's so powerful. I want to talk to you about this thought that I've titled, In the Middle. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. In the Middle. Why don't you pray with me? And I got, we thank you so much, Jesus. We're grateful that you've brought us here together. We're grateful that you're good. We're grateful that you're faithful. We're grateful, God, that we never walk alone, Jesus, but that you're always by our side. God, we came here not to just hear a message. We came here not just to have fun. We came here not just because we got invited. We came here because we know that every single time we meet with you, things happen. That every single time we spend some time with you, you refresh our souls. Every single time we spend time with you, you encourage us. You lift up our heads, Jesus. You give us strength to keep going. You give us faith to keep going. And we pray that your spirit that is already in this place will begin to move in our hearts, God. That you will speak directly to every single heart in specific situations that we're all facing here tonight, God. You know us individually. So I pray that as I speak, God, your spirit would move, Jesus. This is not about us. It's all about you, Jesus. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory, God. And we thank you already for everything you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to ask you a question tonight. Have you ever experienced something unexpected? Have you, yeah, have you ever been unprepared for something? Yeah, it's a terrible thing. Let me tell you, this past weekend, 
I went with Alex to Kansas City. Never been to somebody from Kansas City? Oh, Danny. Danny went to school in Kansas City. <laughs> totally forgot. Never been to Kansas City. So Alex uh, told me, got invited to speak at a church. He said, you want to come with me? I said, absolutely, I do. Why not? I mean, I have nothing better to do. I can go with you. And so I decided to go with him. And maybe you're like me. It was a one-day trip, but I'm an overpacker. Anybody like me? Yeah. We were leaving Saturday night. We were going to be at church all day Sunday. And we were coming back Monday at 5 a.m. So it was one day. So I said... You know, I'm going to try something different this time. I'm not going to overpack. It's one day, Diana. What could go wrong? So I said, cool. I got my outfit that I'm going, you know, in the plane. And I'm going to pack two outfits just in case. Just a morning one and a night one. Just because you never know. In another moment of my life, I would have packed maybe four. And like three different pairs of shoes. I said, listen, I'm going to wear these black jeans. I'll just change my shirt and I'm going to take some boots. Because, you know, it was still a little cool, a little chilly. So I packed these platform boots that I have. They're like lace. And I said, perfect. During the day, they'll look great. At night, they'll be perfect. I am good to go. I'm packing. Honestly, I packed so light. I was a little afraid. I was like, I never do this. It's a little weird. You know, when you leave and you're like, I wonder what I'm leaving behind. Like, this is, this is just weird. We packed in one carry-on, both of us. He's also an overpacker. Just a little secret. He probably packs more shoes than I do, but he's not here, so I can say it. He's watching. And, and so I packed and we left. Sunday morning, our pickup time is 8.30 in the morning, so I already know what I'm wearing. I'm good. I get ready. I've got time. It's 8.25. We're getting ready to walk downstairs. I put on my shoes. And as I put on my shoes, I realize there's something weird with one of them. It feels weird. It feels funny. So the boots, they've got lace, but they're also, they have a zipper on the side. So I thought, okay, maybe the zipper's open. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. And there's still confetti falling. <laughs> still a party. And as I'm putting my shoe, as I'm, I'm going down to check out my shoe, I look at my shoe, and I don't understand what's happening. Like, I have a moment of confusion. I'm like, well, it's not the zipper. It's, I, I really couldn't understand what was happening, but I had half a shoelace on one of my shoes. Half a shoelace. How could I have half a shoelace on one of my shoes? And then I remember, I've got a crazy dog. I've got a crazy dog, and her gifting is that she can chew through anything. I don't understand how this girl does this, but she would chew through anything with the precision of a knife or scissors. It was precise. It was a cut right in the middle. I didn't even know how I was going to tie it. By this time, I have three minutes. I have to be downstairs. I have no choices. Like, this is my only choice because I decided to take a risk. And so now, either I'm not going, which... I mean, that would be a little extra on my part. Or I've just got to embrace it. And I've just got to be like, you know, it's just so Alex tells me we just got to go. And I figure in the car, I'm going to try to fix it up a little bit. I think there's a picture of what my shoe looked like. I don't know if you can see it. But it doesn't even reach the middle. 
it doesn't even reach the middle. I get in the car. This guy's taking us to the church. And I decide to fix it. And the shoelace, it kind of, it's covered in another little thing. And, and half of it came out. Guys, I don't know how I ended up tying half of that shoe. And that's how I walked all day in church. I didn't know these people. It's the first time I met them. I'm like, they're going to think I'm crazy. What happened to this girl? Unexpected situation. I didn't know. And it wasn't just how it looked. Because I was like, maybe they just think that's just my style. If I walk with a little confidence, it's like, this is, just, this is just how I do things. It's just how I do things. But it was how it felt. Because now there's nothing holding my foot. Now it's like, so I just have to just walk with confidence. Just make sure how I'm stepping. I'm stepping and I know what I'm doing. But unexpected things, they happen. They happen. And, you know, I really, really think that. Life has a lot of unexpected moments and situations. Moments and situations, we were not ready for them. We didn't see that situation coming. We didn't imagine that could happen to us. We didn't prepare for that situation. I'm someone that's prepared all the time, but I could have never imagined that my life would have ended up in that situation. I could have never imagined that I would have had to walk through that situation I'm going through right now. Life is full of unexpected moments sometimes we're going to find ourselves in a place where we are stuck where we have no answers where we don't know where to turn where we don't understand nobody planned for this and yet here I am in the middle of a situation in the middle of a moment that I can't quite figure out and I feel the pressure and I feel the fear and I feel the anxiety and I don't know what to do and this is exactly where the disciples find themselves and the verse we read. I want you to understand a little bit of what's happening. And imagine this picture. They, they've been walking with Jesus. They know Jesus. They've heard Jesus speak. They've watched him. They've seen him do miracles in front of their eyes. And now they're by the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus has been teaching to the crowd. And, and so what Jesus does is that wherever he goes, there's a crowd of people. So he, he stands on the boat. And he speaks to the crowd from the boat. That way everyone can hear him. And it says that he's teaching all day. So by the time that night comes, he's probably exhausted. I mean, you, you've talked all day. And he says that after dark, he, he looks over to his disciples and he tells them, let's go over to the other side. Let's cross over to the other side. And they said, perfect. They jumped in with him and they're thinking, okay, perfect. We're going to just be on the other side and it's going to be great. And we're going to see more miracles. And we're going to hang out with Jesus some more. But as they go, in the middle of this journey, a storm breaks out. And it's not just any storm. It says that it's a, it's a ferocious storm. It's a furious storm. It's a storm they've never seen before. And some of them probably were already used to the storms because in this lake, in this Sea of Galilee, it was known for storms. And some of them were already used to this. Some of them were fishermen and they probably had already been in some storms, but this was unlike any other storm they've ever been in. And it says that in the middle of that storm, they're thinking they're going to die. And you can probably imagine a boat is not too big. They're running around. They're going crazy. They look over and Jesus is sleeping. How do you sleep when there's waves and wind? They're probably soaked. The waves, the waves are crashing. 
They look over and they can't believe that Jesus is still sleeping. Who sleeps through a storm? I mean, you can sleep through anything, but if there's water falling on you, you'll wake up. I think you've got some cold water on you and you're going to wake up and they're terrified. And they're screaming because there's nothing they can do about it. You and I will be in storms sometimes where there's nothing we can do about it. You and I will be storms sometimes that, that we're going to look around and, and we're trying to get water out the boat, but we can't do it fast enough and water keeps coming in and you just don't know what is happening. But what happens in the middle of where they started and where they were headed is what I believe God wants us to understand tonight. It's what happens in the middle of where they started and where God was taking them. Have you ever been in a storm before? Have you ever had to walk through some situations? God knows the situation surrounding your life today. God knows your situation. You're not just another girl in a room. You're not just another girl that showed up here tonight. God knows you. He knows who you are. He knows your struggle. And if you've ever been in a difficult time before, let me tell you, God knows. When you've been wondering why, why am I in the middle of this situation? Why, why is my marriage like this? Why are my kids turning out this way? What is it that I have to keep dealing with this sickness, with this disease? What is it that pain keeps coming to me? What is it that I have to deal with this heartache? What is it that life isn't changing for me? What is it that my past keeps coming back to me? What is it that I'm in the middle of this situation and we have no answers? We don't know what's happening. God knows your situation. And being a woman, it's not easy. Because it's the storms of life, but to that we may add society, pressure, the voices of the world trying to tell us how we need to behave, what we need to do, how we need to sound like, what we need to look like. So sometimes it's not just the storm of the life that happened, but sometimes the storm is a storm of thoughts that come rushing down your mind every morning as you open your eyes. Every morning as you look at yourself in the mirror and you're wondering, why me? You're wondering, why, why am I in this place? All you can think of is your lack, is your situation, is what hasn't come to pass. God knows what you're going through every day. But the problem is that oftentimes... We allow what happens to us to define what happens in us. So we allow the problem, the breakup, the mess up, the situation. We allow it to tell us how to behave, how to speak, how to act, how to be- what to believe in. It begins to dictate where we're going. And it lead- leads us to losing faith. All of a sudden, we don't think God can do it. I think this isn't, this isn't for me anymore. But I really believe that tonight God wants you to know, without the shadow of a doubt, that, that with him, all things are possible. I believe that he wants you to know tonight that as you leave this place, that who is with you is more powerful than anything that is against you. That you may be facing a difficult storm. That you may be facing something that you can't figure out on your own. But that if you know and you understand that God is with you, then you're going to look at your storm a little different. Because you know who holds your, hand, your life in the palm of his hands. So I really believe that God wants us to know that in the middle of our situation, in the middle of our circumstance, 
We can't find rest because he promised. You and I can find rest tonight because he promised. Jesus tells his disciples, let's cross over to the other side. And it wasn't just a phrase. It was a fact. It was a statement. He didn't say, let's go drown in the middle of the ocean. He didn't say, let's go and we're going to. He said, let's go to the other side. We're going to the other side. And I love that the Bible reminds us, Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 6, it says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God doesn't leave things unfinished. God doesn't leave things halfway. God doesn't just take you on a journey to leave you out to dry in the middle of your situation. If God started something in you, which he did because he called you, he chose you. If you are here, God called you. He chose you. He knows you. Even in the middle of your situation, even in the middle of your imperfection, he knows you. And he started something in your life. He's not going to leave you in the middle. He's not going to leave you in the middle of your tears. He's not going to leave you in the middle of your depression. He's not going to leave you in the middle of your anxiety. He's not going to leave you in the middle of your divorce. He's not going to leave you in the middle of the situation you're facing with your kids. He's not going to leave you in the middle. Because he doesn't do things halfway. Because what he said he would do, he will do. But when we see Jesus leaping in the storm, we can be worried or we can be encouraged most likely we'll be worried i mean if we're real and we're anything like the disciples we're gonna look over at jesus and we're like we're dying this man is leaping what well, i i don't understand but i want you to understand and i want us to change our perspective that when we see jesus sleeping in the storm, rather than being scared, worried, we should feel confident. We should feel confident that if nothing shakes my God, then nothing should shake me. That if my God isn't scared by my situation, then why should I be? That if my God isn't running around going crazy, screaming like me, if my God isn't down on his knees trying to get water out the boat, then maybe it's because we're going to be okay. He's, he's not going to drown. The, Jesus, the, the boat isn't going down with Jesus. So we look at the story and we think Jesus forgot about them. He was sleeping. But the reality is, is that he knew exactly what was going to happen. And I believe that God is telling some of us today, if I can, if I can sleep through this, so can you. I believe this word is for somebody here today that... Maybe you haven't been able to sleep well. Maybe you put your head on your pillow every night and it's a struggle. Because as you try to fall asleep, all these thoughts, all these memories, all this worry keeps coming back. Because wants you to know you can find rest in him because he, he promised. He's not worried. He's not shaken. He's not fearful. He says, I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. But the thing we need to do is, you may say, well, it sounds amazing to find rest. But how do I find rest? We find rest when we, when we spend time with him. This picture of Jesus is Jesus inviting them. Hey, come sit by me. I'm chilling. You can come sit by me. 
We can watch the storm pass. We're going to be okay because I said we were going to make it to the other side. Some of us, we've been spending too much time thinking our, our, our ideas, our mess-ups, our mistakes over and over again. Some of us have been spending too much time going over every scenario in our minds when all along Jesus is saying, come spend some time with me. Because when you spend time with me, you're going to be reminded that I am for you. As you spend time with me, you're going to be reminded of what my word says about you. As you spend time with me, you're going to gain the strength that you need to keep moving forward. But it's a choice. Some of us, we've been listening to our problem more than we've been listening to our God. Some of us, we spend too much time on social media trying to keep up with people who don't even care about us. Some of us have spent so much time already trying to look like this girl, like that girl, like that person, trying to do what she's doing. Run your race. That is your power, that you've got your unique race, that you've got your unique purpose that God has given you. And God is calling you today to say, girl, run your race. Run your race, and as you run it, come sit by me and find rest. Find rest. I love the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. They are the sisters of Lazarus. And they find out Jesus is coming over to visit. And so they start cleaning. Because when you got visitors coming over your house, you want to make sure they don't think you live in some filthy house. So they start cleaning, and it says that Jesus arrives, and it says that, that Martha begins to just work in the kitchen. She's probably cooking some food. But Mary takes a moment, and she says, well, Jesus is in my house. I'm just going to go sit at his feet. And Martha gets a little pissed off. She's a little like, girl, what are you doing? I'm trying to cook. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to clean. And you're over there sitting down like, you can't leave me with all this. But Jesus, Jesus tells her, Mary, she's chosen the better part. God wants you to choose the better part. God doesn't want you to be busy trying to figure life on your own, trying to get the water out of your boat. He wants you to sit by him. He wants you to lean in. He wants you to understand, okay, God, what are you saying? I don't want to tune into what the world is telling me, what the news station is telling me. I don't want to tune into what my friend is telling me. I want to tune into what you are saying. And I don't want to be busy with my life because all of us, we've got our plates full, but we find time for everything, don't we? We've got to find time for Jesus. He's saying you want to find rest. You're, you, you think things are a little bit too complicated. Then you got to come and find me and find rest in my word. We can find rest because he promised. And we can find refuge because he cares. He cares. How can Jesus sleep through a storm? Anybody here a, a nap, a napper? I call her a napper. Are you a napper? Do you love sleep? I am a nap advocate. I am the nap queen. Listen, if you tell me, take a nap right now, I'm ready. I can fall asleep on cue. There is nothing better than an afternoon nap. And I've got the perfect setting. It's like 4.30ish. The sun is kind of setting, but not really. It's like just a perfect light. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's perfect. You open your window. Everything's quiet. You just lay your head on the pillow and it's the perfect situation. <laughs> it's perfect. Naps are amazing. We should have more. But they look over 
And Jesus is snoring. He is sleeping. And there's waves crashing and there's things happening and the wind is howling. And I don't know about you. Maybe you sleep through anything. I can sleep through anything. But again, if there's waves crashing, if there's water involved, most likely I would have already woken up. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. And Jesus, he's sleeping. And the only moment he wakes up is when his disciples call him. They've been yelling this whole time. They've been screaming, we're going to die. We're going to die. Imagine them running back and forth. We're going to die. Just a bunch of men just yelling and screaming because they think they're going to die. <laughs> Jesus is sleeping. But the moment they turn to him and they say, Master, don't you care that we are dying? In that moment, Jesus opens his eyes. So the waves and the rocking of the boat, it didn't wake him up. The yelling didn't wake him up. The water didn't do it. But the call of the ones he loved is what caused him to to wake up. I want you to know tonight that when you call on Jesus, he listens. That when you call on God, he's paying attention. That you may think he's been asleep. You may think he's been asleep in the middle of your situation. You think he's been snoring through your pain. You think he's been snoring through your problem. But the moment you called on him, he listens and he answers. He listens and he answers. And he wakes up and he's, he, he doesn't wake up how I would wake up if you... Wake me up like that. A little startled. A little, a little mean. He doesn't wake up like, why are you waking me up? I was having a great dream. What's going on? He wakes up and he knows what's happening. He's not afraid. He's not confronted by the situation. He doesn't look around and it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. He's like, why'd you doubt? I told you where we were going. And not only does he tell them that, he confronts the very thing that is causing fear in them. When you call on the name of God and he answers, you may not like the answer because the answer he's going to give you is one that's going to confront the very thing that's messing with you. He's going to confront your lack of faith. He's going to confront your doubt. He's going to confront your fear. He's going to confront the, the areas of your life that are just not right. Maybe they were expecting for Jesus to open up his eyes and say, oh my God, let me fix this. I don't know. What are we doing? How did I sleep through this? He wakes up and he says, why'd you doubt? I told you we were going to the other side. I told you we were going to make it. And then he does a miracle. Because we got to be reminded of the moment that God opens his mouth and he says something. The whole world will stop and do whatever he says. But I love this picture of Jesus of Jesus waking up in that moment because it reminds me that Jesus is like that mom that can sleep through anything. But when their kid cries, she is up in a second. They're already, not even a cry, it's a little, you, you, you're up. I've seen it. That's a gift. That you can sleep through anything, but you know when your child is calling you. Listen, I don't wake up for many things. I can sleep through anything. But the one thing that wakes me up instantaneously is when my dogs are about to throw up. <laughs> anybody have dogs here? Does anybody know that sound dogs make right before they throw up? I'm not even going to try to make that sound right now. But you know, you, you know they're about to throw up, girl. You were like, listen, 
I would sleep through anything, but one of my dogs will begin to make that noise, and I am up, and I am ready. I'm up, and I'm like, not on the carpet. I'm up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm up, and I am ready. Alex can sleep through the whole thing. He didn't even know that I was cleaning in the middle of the night. But I know it. I know that sound. I know that noise. I know what is happening. And God is saying, it may look like I'm sleeping, but I'm not sleeping. It may look like I'm not working, but I've already made a promise over your life. And I've already told you that the work that I began in your life, I will complete it. It may look like God is sleeping on your promise. It may look like God is sleeping on your marriage. It may look like God is sleeping on your situation. But God is saying, I've got it under control. I've got it. But the moment you come to me, I'm here. You will find me because I care. Jesus cares about your heart. He cares about your situation. This is one of my favorite verses. It's found in Hebrews chapter 4. I feel like lately it's been one that I keep going to because it encourages my faith. And it reminds me that I'm not alone. It says that Jesus, that he understands humanity. For as a man, our magnificent king priest was tempted in every way just as we are and he conquered sin so now we draw near freely and boldly to where grace is enthroned to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness Jesus is your refuge Jesus is our safe our safe place he knows Sometimes we turn to him and we say, Jesus, you don't understand. God, you just don't get it. Jesus wants to remind you, I, I get it. I've been betrayed. I've been backstabbed. I felt the pain. I felt agony. I know what it's like to be, to be sold out. I know what it's like to be in so much agony that not only am I crying, but I'm sweating blood. I believe that God is so perfect that he made sure that Jesus, our Jesus, he would feel what you and I have felt so that he would have compassion over us. And yet in the middle of everything, he never sinned. He was perfect. He knows you. He knows your pain. He knows the middle of the situation you're facing today. And he says, I get it. I get it and I see you. I get it and I understand. I get it and I'm working. I get it and I want you to remember that there's a promise over your life. I want you to remember that just because things are not going the way you expected them to go, that I am close, that I am near, that I care for you, that I care about you, that I am in charge of every detail, that nothing happens unless I allow it to happen, that nothing moves unless I tell it to move. He cares for you. He is your refuge. And when you call on him, you can be sure that he will answer you. And he will tell you exactly that which you need to hear to keep moving forward. You can find rest in him because he made a promise over your life. You can find refuge in him because he cares for you. When you're in the middle of a mess, he, he sees your tears. He sees your pain. He sees your struggle. And he says, come to me. I'm here. I am up and awake. I'm ready. I'm any moment, at any time, I'm here 
help you and to guide you. But we also find power in him because he, he speaks. The disciples couldn't do anything to stop the storm. The disciples could have screamed all day long, but their words didn't have power. But the word of God, it has power. And what Jesus that in that, it does in that moment is that he wants them to know, I, 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 I don't just heal people. I don't just teach from boats. No, 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 no. I am the God that when I speak to the wind, it stops. When I speak to the waves, they do whatever I say. Because I am the creator of the heavens and the earth. Because I am the one that rules over their storm. Because I am the one that rules over your situation. Because I am the one that rules over your pain. Because I am the one that rules over all creation. So he's saying, I'm ready to help you. I'm ready to hear you. But I'm ready for you to understand that there is power in my word. That you may not know what to do. But when you know my word, you are ready to fight your battles. When you know my word, you are ready to confront any situation. I feel like God wants us, his daughters, to wake up. So stop going by what people are telling you. Stop going by the advice you're finding on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and whatever else thing is out there. He's saying it's time that you listen to me. It's time that you know what I say. It's time that you know how to fight back. And you're not fighting back in the same way the world fights back. You're fighting back with the words of power. With the words that can actually make a difference. Which is why we need to know what he says. Because when we know what he says, we would know what to pray. When we know what he's saying and when we know his word, then we're going to be able to turn back and say, Storm, you're not going to destroy me. I might be shaking, it might be rocky, I may be soaked, it may be a little crazy in this place, but I know where I'm going because my God promised and I know it. I know it. We make time for everything, we make room for everything, but do we make room for the word of God? Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we're calling up our friend and we're like, Tiffany, what do I do? I was going to pick up my phone, but... I need you to tell me what to do. When you're in the middle of a battle, when you're fighting for your life, when you're fighting for your marriage, when you're fighting for your children, when you're fighting for your destiny, when you're fighting for your future, when you're fighting for your mind, when you're fighting for your heart, the only words you need to know are the words that for your life. The only words you need to know are the words he says over your life. The only words you need to know to fight back are the words that God says and he says, I am the one that has conquered death. I am the one that can change your situation. I am the one that as you speak my word, things will have to change. I think we've been deceived for way too long to go with the flow. We just go with the flow. We go with whatever is in right now. We follow the next trend. We listen to whoever is in right now, to whoever's got more followers on whatever social media platform. I think God brought you here tonight. He got that He brought us here tonight to tell us nothing matters other than what I say. Everything will fall short. Everything will fail. Everything will crumble. But the only thing that will remain is what I say. The only thing that will remain is who I am. And they turn to him and they they wonder, who is this man that the wind and the waves obey him? You know who this Jesus is. He is Jesus, our Savior. He is Jesus, our Father. He is Jesus, our protector. He is Jesus, our provider. He is Jesus, the one that watches over you every single night. He is Jesus, the one that's protecting you every single day. He is Jesus, your Father. 
He is Jesus, your friend. He is Jesus, your counselor. He is Jesus, your God. Today, we're in the middle of a battle. We're in the middle of a fight for our destiny. We're in the middle of a fight for our purpose. Some of us, we've been lied to. And we've been chasing the wrong thing. And tonight, God is saying, you've got to go back to where you started. You've got to go back to what I said. You've got to go back to that promise. Because there's so much more ahead for you. Jesus wants you to know that what happens to us doesn't have to dictate what happens in us. The world could be falling apart, but you don't have to. It can be real difficult. And it could be a little rocky and it could be a little shaky, but you're not you're not being destroyed. Can I ask you to stand to your feet tonight as we close? I honestly don't know how else to say this, but it's the thing that's been just pressing on my heart for a while. And as I've gone over this message, and it's that, it's that some of us we're in the middle of a situation and we've allowed that situation to lie to us, to define who we are. And God wants to remove that from your life today. doesn't mean that life will be perfect. It doesn't mean that things will go back to normal when you leave this place. But he wants you to know who's in charge. And he wants you to know who you are. That through him you have the power to stand against any situation. That through him you have the power to fight back. That it's time you don't listen to the, the people, the voices. There's a battle. We're in the middle of a battle. We're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our purpose. And we can just, just can't go down without a fight. You've got to fight tonight. You've got to fight. You've got to get close to Jesus and say, what, what, what do you have for me? What is the thing that you've laid out for me for my future? Because I want to go after that. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for you tonight with every eye closed. If you're in this place and you're, you say, Diana, yes, I, I'm in the middle of a situation. I'm in the middle of a mess. I'm in the middle of a situation that there's absolutely nothing I can do to make it better. Maybe you're here and you say, Diana, I am in the middle of a battle for my mind fighting with these thoughts I keep telling me I'm not good enough I'm fighting for for my mind because these thoughts keep coming back and keep telling me and reminding me that my life's a mess that I will never get to accomplish the things that I've set out to accomplish maybe you're here and you keep remembering that trauma that situation that mistake that past and you just can't get over it and the only thing you listen to is everything that's wrong in your life if that's you, I want to pray for you tonight. But as I begin to pray, I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray out loud. This is a battle. And we don't fight our battles in silence. We don't fight our battles just a little laid back. We fight and we get a fight stance. We fight and we say, enemy, you're not going to take what God has promised over my life. You're not going to win over my mind. You're not going to win over my life. God, I pray for every single woman in this place tonight, Jesus. I thank you that you've brought them here with a purpose, God. I thank you that you've brought them here tonight to be reminded that there is purpose for their lives. To remind them, God, that you've never stopped working. God, I pray over every mind, every heart, and every soul. 
I pray that your thoughts, your truth will be over their lives, that their hearts, their minds, their souls will be sealed with the Holy Spirit, that there will be no room for anything else other than your word and your truth, God, that we will be able to get the strength that we need to fight back, the strength that we need to fight against the words that the enemy, that the lie, that everything has tried to put in our minds. And I pray, God, that your word will be in our hearts, that your word will be in our minds. I pray for impossible situations, Jesus. I pray for people who are in the middle of pain, in the middle of heartache, in the middle of confusion. God, you, you can do miracles tonight. And we're calling on your name. And when we call you, you answer, Jesus. So we're praying for miracles tonight. We're praying for healing. We're praying that you will begin to work in families, God. You're praying that you'll begin to work in marriages, Jesus. We're praying that you'll begin to work in our minds, our hearts, and our souls, God. We pray that people will be able to find jobs. We pray that people will be able to remember that they're not alone, God. We pray that in this moment, you will remind every woman of their destiny and their purpose. We pray that in this moment, God, you'll begin to set hearts on fire for you, for your word, for who you are, God. That we will no longer be timid, God. That we no longer will doubt who we are and who do we belong to Jesus but that there will be this fire in our heart and in our soul that will set us into our future with boldness and confidence God I pray that you break chains here tonight break every chain that's been holding us back God we don't want to be chained to our past to our mistake to our mess we are free in you God pray that you set us free tonight we pray that you give us boldness tonight we pray that you give us strength tonight we pray that you lift up our faith tonight that you build our faith tonight that as we leave this place we will leave god knowing who you are and knowing who you've created us to be god i pray in jesus name for healings for miracles here tonight god and i want to pray for any woman in this place with every eye closed and every head bowed maybe you're in this place and you you, you got invited tonight. You, it's your first time in church. Maybe it's your first time in Flourish. And you say, Diana, yes, I'm in the middle of a situation. And I hear you speak about God. And I hear you speak about Jesus. But honestly, it doesn't make too much sense. I, I really don't know this Jesus. I really don't understand how he can come and save me. I really don't understand why I'm in this place. I want you to know here tonight that Jesus brought you here for a reason. Because he wanted to remind you. He wanted to let you know that you are loved. That you are seen. That you are valued. That he is for you and that there's more for your life. So if you're in this place and you've never given your life to Jesus. If you've never said yes to Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity tonight. Jesus, he's the son of God. And he came to the world and he took our place on the cross. You and I were sinners. We are not perfect. We've made mistakes. And Jesus paid the price of sin on the cross. God loved you and I so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross to take up our place so that you and I can live full life. So that you and I can live eternal life. So that you and I can live with purpose. So if you've never made that decision, I want you to know that he's waiting for you. In a moment, I'm just going to say a prayer. This is an invitation for you not to enter into a relationship with a person, with a preacher, with a church. But you're just saying yes to Jesus. You're saying, Jesus, I need you. And today, the rest of my life begins with you by my side. So if that's you, 
with nobody looking around I just want to acknowledge you if you want to give your life to Jesus tonight if you're saying I need a change I need a new beginning I need some help I can do this on my own I need something to happen in my life I need Jesus to intervene at the count of three I just want you to raise your hand if you're watching online you can raise your hand right there where you are one two three if that's you if you're saying yes to Jesus tonight God bless you amen just want to see your hand come on God bless you I'm just going to say a prayer and it's a repeat after me prayer. All I'm going to ask you to do is repeat this prayer. And what you're doing, I'm just simply facilitating this first prayer. And you're just saying yes to Jesus. Say, dear Jesus, I open my heart. I invite you inside. I believe that you're the son of God. That you died for my sins. And that you're resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord. And be my savior. From today on, my life belongs to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. Hey, if you made that decision tonight, if you raised your hand, whether you're in this place, maybe you're uh, watching online, we want to congratulate you. It's the beginning of the best days of your life. Listen, life will not be perfect, but you know you've got Jesus on your side. You know you... You're never alone. So after service, you can pick up a Bible. It's absolutely free. Thank you, Arlene. It's absolutely free. It's our gift uh, from us to you. Pick it up. And this is where you start finding out who Jesus is, who he's called you to be, how to fight, how to move forward, how to go after your purpose. And it's absolutely free from us to you. I hope that you've enjoyed tonight. I hope that you felt appreciated. I hope that you felt loved. But more than anything, I hope that that God spoke to you tonight and that the words that were spoken here that resonated in your heart and in your soul, you're not alone. And we're going to celebrate that. We're going to celebrate that Jesus fights for us, that he is in the middle of our situation. So we're going to leave this place tonight celebrating and then we're going to go outside and we're going to throw a party. We're going to take pictures and we're going to celebrate that no matter what's happening around us, nothing can take away our joy. God is for us and we are still winning. Come on, why don't we sing this one more time?